This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, so ahead of the main part of the show today, I wanted to tell you about a free PR challenge which I'm going to be running in the middle of September 2020. So it's going to be from Monday the 14th to Friday the 19th of September. Um, If you'd like to take part, I'm going to put a link to sign up in the show notes for this episode or you can go to my website which is publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk and if you go to the um, blog post for this episode, there'll be a link there as well. What it is, it's a publicity for pet businesses challenge um, and it's a free challenge taking place on Facebook and what happens is every day you get a new task to do. They only take about 10, 15, 20 minutes maximum and each day the task will take you a step closer to getting publicity for your pet business. So this will be the fourth time that I've run it. I've had some really good results over the last um, few times that we've run it. Last year when I did it in September, we had quite a few pet business owners featuring Christmas gift guides in local and regional newspapers, magazines, uh, on the radio. So it's a great opportunity for you to get publicity for your business. Um, every evening, um, I have a Zoom call, which you're welcome to come along to, and we can talk about the task that has been put on that day. The reason why I do it on a Zoom call is because you can have a two-way conversation with me so I can give you feedback and make any suggestions that I think that might help you. Um, I put all of the material in a Facebook group as well. So if you would like to um, take part in the challenge and get a bit of a taster of what it's like to work with me and hopefully get some publicity for your pet business, then do let me know. You can either send me a direct message or you can sign up on the link um, with the show notes for this episode or on the website. So hope to see you there. And now for the main part of the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast. So on the podcast today, I'm going to be talking about the difference between a pitch and a press release. And the reason why I've decided to cover this is quite often when people come to me and they want to get publicity, they think that they have to have a press release ready. Um, And quite often that's not the case. You can quite often get some really great um, media coverage without having a press release written um, and without having to kind of go through that quite lengthy and difficult process of putting a press release together because it can be quite time consuming. So what I wanted to do in this episode is talk about the difference between a pitch and a press release and also to look at a few other ways that you can get publicity which doesn't involve writing a press release. Um, And that's the case whether you've got a pet business or any kind of business really. Um, Over the last few months, I've worked with an accountant, with an engineering firm, with an artist and a Pilates instructor, and none of them have had to have a press release necessarily. All they've really needed is a pitch. Um, So what I'm going to do is talk you through the different ways that you can get publicity, the difference between a press release and a pitch, what you need for both of them and what the best steps um, are to follow if you're looking to get publicity. So first of all, as I said, you can get press coverage without having to write a pitch or press release and you can save yourself loads of time and work. Now, I have mentioned this in the podcast before, but one of the easiest ways for you to find media opportunities is by going to the places where journalists are hanging out. So there are a few really good Facebook groups. Um, One of them is Feature Me, which is run by 
two ladies called Jill Foster and Sadie Nicholas. They both write a lot for the Daily Mail and for lots of other newspapers and magazines. And they have a group where people, they go in there and other journalists go in there and ask for case studies to help them and also for experts to comment on features. So that's one really good place. The other one is another Facebook Facebook group called Lightbulb. That's also run by Charlotte Fall, who's a former journalist. And in there, that's slightly different. That's an entrepreneur and press hangout. So that's where journalists go if they're looking for stories or if they're looking for experts or for case studies to talk about personal experiences. And it's also a place where entrepreneurs and business owners can go in and they can talk about what they do in the business. The journalists are looking at the feed all the time. And then if any of the stories pique their interest, they can go and approach them and perhaps write a story about them. So every day, journalists are going in there, they're asking for people to come forward to help them with stories from case studies where people are sharing personal experiences to experts where somebody might be talking about dog training or, you know, cat behaviour or something that you could basically put your hand up and say, I can help you there. So that's one really easy way to get press coverage without writing a pitch or a press release. And then the other one that's really easy, um, and I've had lots of really great wins recently from it, particularly from the membership community, is journal requests on Twitter. So again, similar to the Facebook group, that's where journalists go and find case studies and experts for stories that they're working on. The other thing that you'll see on Twitter as well um, is you'll see requests for gift guides and product roundups. Um, And there is a blog post that I've done on Twitter, which I'm going to link to in the show notes for this episode. But you can go into a bit more detail on how things work on Twitter if you're looking to get press coverage on there. But the key thing to do is to go to Twitter you know, if you can go there every day, fantastic. And if you just go to the search box and search hashtag journal request, if you're in the UK, um, if you're in America, then it's hashtag H-A-R-O or help a reporter out. Um, And there you'll find lots of different um, requests and opportunities that you can then jump on and hopefully get some nice coverage for your pet business. Um, Like I say, these two ways of getting um, getting press coverage have led to hundreds, I was working out the other day, hundreds of pieces of publicity for the people who've been through my programme and also in my um, free publicity for pet businesses Facebook group as well. So go and check them both out and you will get lots of them, um, get a real insight into what journalists are looking for as well. So first of all, talking about pitches and press releases, um, I wanted to kind of break down what a pitch is first of all for you. So a pitch is an outline of your story and it contains the key information the journalists need so they can then make a decision as to whether it's of interest for their readers. Now, how people like to have the pitches really does depend on the journalists. Some of them, particularly if I'm pitching real life, they like to know they like quite lengthy um, pitches, particularly the women's magazines. But sometimes you can literally like you can just write a few sentences and that's all that the journalists will need. When you're writing a pitch as a business owner, It's really important to think like a journalist. So you need to be thinking, okay, what story can I give them? It needs to be presented as a story rather than just a announcement or, you know, advert for your business. So always remember, while local papers do like to champion people from their area doing well, they're not kind of sitting waiting, promote, waiting to promote your business for you. You've got to give them something that's going to entertain their readers. So when it comes to writing your pitch, first of all, make sure that your email title is interesting and it's going to pique the journalist's interest um, and attention as soon as they, you know, see it pop into their inbox. So try to tell the story in one sentence. At the beginning, you can write pitch or story and then the title of the pitch that you're sending. 
I wanted to share with you an example of a story that I worked on last year for Becky Baker when she went on a two-month road trip to find the most dog-friendly place in the UK. What I'll do is I will link to the story about Becky in the show notes for this episode as well, so you can go and take a look at it if you want to. Um, But for this press release and pitch, her email title was Dog Owner's Road Trip to Find the UK's Most Dog-Friendly Place. So if you think about that, it tells the story in one sentence. Um, the reason why it's going to be of interest is because, well, it's about dogs, first of all. It's about someone someone doing something quite out of the ordinary. Um, and also, we've got to remember as well that one in four people in the UK have a dog, so it's going to appeal to a large proportion of readers. Like I say, it's a fun story about a dog owner and her adventure that she's going on. Not many people go on like a two-month road trip to go and find dog-friendly places, Um So that is going to be something that's going to pique the journalist's interest. And then when we went into the pitch, um, we had the following information. So what what we do is we cover the who, the when, the where, the why, the what and the how. These are the kind of key elements that journalists are looking for when they're writing a story. So the who was who it was about was Becky, a dog lover and owner of Buddy the Cockapoo. What it was about, so the story was about Becky and Buddy going on a two-month tour of the UK and they were covering two and a half thousand miles in a camper van. The why was Becky wanted to go and find the UK's most dog-friendly place and she'd been inspired to go on the tour after one of her work colleagues had sadly passed away. The when, um, so the when was when the tour was taking place, so the pair were going on their tour over the summer, which was peak dog festival time. Obviously, this was before lockdown. And then finally, we've got the where as well. So because Becky was visiting so many different places in the UK, she was going on this big tour. She was able to send a pitch and press release to lots of different towns and cities. And because she tailored it for each location she was visiting, a lot of them covered it as a local story because they had this this lady and her dog coming to kind of check out their town, find the most dog friendly places. So it kind of involved their community. People could go and recommend places for Becky to go and visit and so on. So that was really great and really engaging because lots of different titles from lots of different areas were able to get involved. And then the how. So the how was Becky had taken a sabbatical from her job in IT to go on her tour. And she'd also bought a camper van to live in when she was going on the road. So it was a really, um, you know, just a really fab, interesting story. Um, So what else do you include in your pitch? Always put a photo in when you're sending off a pitch to a journalist. So journalists and editors like to see the person involved in the story. It kind of creates that connection and, you know, they're going to want, they're going to want to see, you know, who the person is. Um, and also, you know, whenever you're pitching or writing a story, you're most likely going to need photos to go with it. So particularly if you've got good quality photos, that can make all the difference between a journalist saying yes to your story idea or saying no to it. So always have your pictures ready. Um, And if you've got high quality, high res images, then, you know, all the better. Um, Obviously, if you've got a a lovely looking pet in there, that's always going to be a bonus. That's always going to appeal to readers. Um, And also at the bottom of your pitch, you can also put in an about section, which is a short paragraph about who you are, what you do um, and a relevant website or social media link as well. So people can go and find out a little bit more about you if they want to. And then the final thing is always to include your phone number. So what might happen is if your email goes off to the journalist or editor and they think, yep, really like this story, they might literally just pick the phone up and want to chat to you straight away. That does happen quite a lot if you've got a good pitch. So what you want to do is make it easy for them to get hold of you. If they're having to kind of read the pitch, think, yep, I really like this and click on your social media, click on your website 
and then you know basically faff around trying to get hold of you something else might happen that will take away their attention and then that will mean that you you know your story isn't going to get used it's not going to get picked up which is going to be a missed opportunity for you um, which would obviously be a real shame so always have your phone number make it really easy for the journalist to get hold of you so next up i'm going to cover what is a press release so I've done a full podcast episode on how to write a press release, which I'm, again, I'm going to link to in the show notes and the blog post that goes with this episode. But I'm just going to quickly um, define for you what a press release is. So a press release is like a document that you send to the media sharing something that you, that you think is newsworthy enough to cover as a story. So in the Oxford Dictionary of Journalism, their definition of a press release is information sent out to the media on behalf of an organisation to publicise an announcement, event, policy, campaign or anything for which they hope to attract coverage. So elsewhere online, you'll find lots of other definitions as well, like this one on the Shopify website. So they say a press release is a written document prepared for the media, also known as a press, that announces something newsworthy. But as I said before, the key thing to be mindful of is that your story is, you you know, your press release is newsworthy, so it needs to be a story. So just as a few ideas of what makes a story, it could be something new, it could be a charity or fundraising event, it could be um, an award or achievement or an achievement that you've you've won, it could be a light bulb moment, it could be a news story, so where you've been involved in like a news story where something dramatic has happened, or an inspiring animal story. So every time you pick up a newspaper or magazine, you're always going to see an animal story in there. We love um, hearing about inspiring animals. So bear in mind, you know, that's all that's that's always going to be of interest to journalists. So you've always got, you know, a steady stream of inspiring things for you to um, come up with in your business when you've got a pet business, which is great. So next up is how do you write a press release? So as I said, I've done a whole podcast episode on how to write a press release where I break it down into more detail. And you can listen to that or read it as a blog post either on my blog, which is publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk, or you can go to the show notes of this episode as well. And in there, you'll find the link to the relevant episode. Um, I've also got a free press release template, which you're welcome to download. So again, that's going to be in the show notes for this episode. And with that comes a series of emails explaining how to write a press release and other information you might find helpful. So things like, you know, how to find the right journalist to contact and that kind of thing. So with your press release, you need to cover the following and include the following. So similar to the pitch, um, you need an eye-catching email subject header. So you can put, you could maybe put news release or press release in front of the title if you like. It doesn't matter if you don't do that. You can go straight into the, the body of the story or the subject of the story. But if you want to, you can put news release or press release in front of the title. So again, you've got to have a good title or headline. So we want the journalists to see it land in their inbox and think, yep, I want to know more about it. So it needs to grab their attention and make them want to read on. Then you're going to have an intro. So that will tell the story in one sentence. Also in there, you're going to have quotes from the person or organisation in the story. So try to make these as interesting and lively as possible. And another really important thing to think about is using language that the man on the street or the woman on the street can easily understand. So you may have a huge knowledge around dog training or whatever your area of expertise is. But what you have to remember is you're writing for, you know, you're just writing for the average person, the average reader, the average dog owner who might not have that that same wealth of knowledge as you do so always remember to be mindful of that and don't use jargon or anything complicated just keep it nice and simple 
Um, if you're talking about barking dogs, for example, you know, talk about them as being barking dogs rather than reactive dogs, because people, you know, your average man on the street might not might not understand that a reactive dog is a barking dog. So that's just a quick example of, um, you know, how keeping it simple is really important. Um, and then the next thing to think about is like really consider about consider the information that the reader needs to know. So let's say, for example, your press release is about a seminar that's happening about how to support your barking dog. So one of the ladies in my membership community, Claire Lawrence, she is a barking dog expert and she's going on a tour later on this year, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, assuming that tours are still allowed. Um, and what she's going to be doing is she's going to be going to different towns and cities across the UK and she's going to be talking about how owners can support their barking dogs. So what Claire would do is she would include, um, you know, include some information on how to support your barking dog, first of all, because the reader has to have some kind of takeaway. There has to be something they can learn from reading the story. Um, she would probably maybe give some tips about how to support your barking dog. So they would probably be in there in her quotes or maybe she might do them as bullet points kind of towards the end of the press release the other really important thing that she would do is she would leave um she would include information on where people can find out more about the service that she provides so claire's written a few books so she would include that in there and if the press release was kind of announcing where one of her seminars or events was going to be then she would um explain where, where the event was taking place, what time it was taking place, what day it was taking place, and where people can go and find tickets. So that is, um, that's what you do with the press release. And the other important thing to do with the press release as well is don't, um, don't put it as an attachment in the email. What you should do is do a quick intro um, as to what the press release is about, and then copy the press release into the body of the email. Um, so when the journalist opens it, they can see the whole press release so they don't have to look in the email, then find the attachment, then click on it and then go and try and read what the press release is all about. The other thing to do as well, if you're sending a press release, is rather than send big files with massive pictures on, which particularly if it's a freelance might slow down the computer or take a long time to download, what you can do is put like a download link as well into in a Dropbox or a WeTransfer folder so they can just click on the link and open the pictures that way. So I'm just going to do a quick conclusion about the difference between a pitch and a press release um, and recap over what we've talked about. So first of all, we've talked about ways that you can get press coverage without writing a press release or without writing a pitch. So that's literally just going into a Facebook group or going on Twitter and responding to something the journalist is already looking for. So that's a really nice and easy way that you can get press coverage. Second up, we've talked about what a pitch is um, and how to write one. Again, Unlike a press release, you can sometimes you can rattle off a pitch in about you know in just a few minutes, particularly if it's something that's just happened or something really exciting. You literally just write down the key elements of the story and send it off, um, and then you know that can lead to the journalist ringing you, you being interviewed, and that's all the work that you really have to do. We talked about writing your pitch and the simple steps that you need to follow to make it compelling and to make them want to read on. We've talked about what else you need to include in your pitch, so photos, your phone number, they're the main thing. Sorry, that's Patch shaking outside the door. He'll be knocking in a minute. Um, next up, we've talked about what a press release is and the difference between that and a pitch and what you need to include when you're writing a press release. Um, so the journalist can find the press release, first of all, so it's in the right place in the email. Um, and so they've got all the vital information that they need. So finally, just to conclude, I would say the difference um, 
the difference between a pitch and a press release is that with the pitch, you're kind of highlighting what the story is about. Once the journalist has got the pitch, they may do the work for you. Um, so, you know, quite often they might send you some questions for you to answer or they might ring you straight away or they might come back and ask you for a press release. This happens quite a lot. If that's the case, then you can you know that the journalist likes the story. You can then go away, follow the press release steps and go and put one together. Um, now, with a press release, you're putting the work in ahead of approaching the journalist. And the, these are often handy to have if you've got a launch or a campaign. So if you've got something really big you're working on, let's say you've got a new book or something like that coming out, um, then I would write a press release anyway. Um, it's going to be handy for you to have. Um, and even if you pitch it and people don't pick up on it, it's okay. You can repurpose it and you can use it for your website. You can use it for social media. You can use it for you know, other your email newsletter or for... Um, a physical newsletter as well. So you're always going to get the benefit of, you know, having spent time putting that press release together. Um, like I say, the key takeaway is that you don't always need a press release. Sometimes a quick pitch or an email response can work just as well. Also, if something really exciting has happened, you can also pick up the phone um, and, you know, ring your local paper or local radio station. Um, so I hope you found that helpful. Um, if you've got any questions, like I say, um, head over to the Facebook group, which is Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. Um, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be doing the free PR challenge in the middle of September 2020. So if you're listening to this now and not in the future, obviously after September, then it will be brilliant to see you there. And I will link to um, all the information you need if you want to sign up in the show notes for this episode. Um, also, if you do need some more support with pitching or writing press releases, then do go and visit my website because I do have some um, packages there that can help you as well. So thank you for listening um, and I will see you, speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.